0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. We go to Kiev. Joseph Lindsley reporting from Ukraine. Uh, Joe, I don't know whether you saw the editorial in the Wall Street Journal written by the German chancellor. He said, Make no mistake, a Russian victory in Ukraine would not only be the end of Ukraine as a free, democratic, and independent state, it would also dramatically change the face of Europe. It would deal a severe blow to the liberal world order. Russia's brutal attempt to steal territory by force could serve as a blueprint for other author- authoritarian leaders around the globe. More countries would run the risk of falling prey to a nearby predator. And you have uh, echoed those words many times,
1: Joseph. Hey, Bob, good afternoon from Kiev. Uh, uh, hearing those words from, from Chancellor Schultz, I wonder if he was trying to persuade himself. <laughs> because uh, yeah. Germany is a very powerful country, and they they have resources that they could send to Ukraine. Uh, they've been very reluctant. The the German opposition uh, has pushed to send the Taurus, these long-range missiles, uh, sort of the German version of the American attackants, uh, which would allow Ukraine to hit bases within Russia, uh, to put a stop to some, or to to help slow down some of these missile attacks. Uh, and Germany has refused. And we tend to see this. I mean, very often. And this, you know, the, 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 there's there's beautiful prose and great talk about standing for liberal democracy. Uh, but the only ones doing the fighting, the actual fighting for that, are here in Ukraine. And you know, it's it can be easy to forget. I mean. In World War II, so many countries in Europe fell into the hands of the Nazis quickly. And then it was left up, you know, it was all left to the UK. Uh, and, uh, you know, because of Ukraine's stand, the line is being held. Uh, but the, the good words won't help. Uh, Ukraine needs, needs the weapons. And, you know, I've been thinking... Today, you know, it's a calm day here in Kyiv. Uh, at the moment, the Russians are attacking. Uh, I mean, they're always attacking at the front, but there seems to be some missiles being sent toward the Kherson region, uh, and there were drone attacks in Odessa last night. But, you know, lately we've seen, and for a long time, actually, this Russian strategy of sporadic attacks, right? So maybe, you know, since, since the new year, uh, about once a week, a major missile attack upon Ukraine. And, you know, I wonder, what, what, what is that strategy? And as I'm here in Kyiv or in Kharkiv, You know, you would think if you just did those attacks every day for a week or two weeks, you could cause significant damage. Uh, And why don't they do that? And I think we have to ask that question. Uh, You know, I I was talking with people at some events the past day here in Kiev and everyone said, "Okay, we were attacked uh, yesterday morning. uh, So we kind of know we have, you know, maybe a week we have five or six or seven days uh, of calm and let's use that time well. Let's make sure we you know we are well rested, uh, we work hard and we know what we know what the rhythm is. And you know we know that Russia wants to destroy Ukraine. they've made that clear. Putin has made it clear. I'm sure we're going to hear that tonight. if anyone watches Tucker Carlson's interview with Vladimir Putin. But why why does Russia engage in these sporadic attacks? And I think it's it's precisely because you know if they bombed Keed every day as they tried to do in the very beginning, that would get headlines every day around the world. It would be horrible scenes of destruction, and people would start caring much more again and paying attention. And maybe even in Berlin and other places, they'd be scared, and they'd send weapons. And so what Russia seems to be doing in a very calculated way, uh, you know, using the skills of a of great psychologist, uh, is to do just enough damage to try to make life and opportunity in Ukraine untenable, uh, so that the airports can never open up again, uh, to... You know, to always keep, you know, the, 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 everyone on edge, uh, but doing it in, the, in, in sort of the most boring way possible for the outside world so that people get tired of it. Uh, and, and I think that has to be uh, that, 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 that has to be what the strategy is here. And as we look at, you know, it's, it's uh, the big news here, uh, you know, is uh, Tucker Carlson, you know, my former colleague from my time at the Weekly Standard and Fox News. Uh, he's now got a you know, popular platform on on X on Twitter and he interviewed Vladimir Putin, and that, I think it's going to air tonight, Eastern Time, 6 o'clock in the U.S. And, uh, you know, many people, including folks like Elon Musk, are praising Tucker as a brave journalist because he went to Moscow. And as I think about it, I've been meeting the past couple of days with uh, a great swath of Ukrainians, uh, people working to use technology and use their intelligence uh, to win in every way possible. Uh, and and I, as I, as I, and not just Ukrainians, but people from all over the world, and I can tell you more about this in the coming days. But the people I've met with, I'm, I, I can only say I'm proud of them. To you know, you see all everyone using whatever their expertise is uh, to try to help. And and this is not about Zelensky or politicians. Uh, it's not about the European Union uh, or NATO. It's it's about these people uh, who insist on being free. And, and they did so in 2014. They said we're not going to live like Russians uh under tyranny uh and now they're they're fighting for it every way they can and two years on they're they're you know they're, they're they're tired of course but people aren't giving up and just to contrast that for anyone who does watch that tucker interview tonight you know as you listen to what tucker says or as he talks with vladimir putin you know, just try you know i want to share this image of ukrainians uh meeting together figuring out how they can counter uh russian attacks on uh not only you know missile attacks but cyber attacks uh, and, and how they can protect their families. And, uh, and, and as a, an American uh, Marine veteran uh, who runs a company based in London called Flashpoint that works on cybersecurity, his name is Andrew Borin. He actually says he, he grew up listening to WGN uh, in uh, Minnesota. Somehow, I guess you could hear the signal there. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, he said, you know, th- this is an attack on R- Russia. Is is a terroristic nation uh, attacking? Uh, family and community and business and freedom, all of these values uh, of the Ukrainians uh, but these are values that could, you know are universal uh, and so so that's what I've seen so clearly in, in meeting with people here today uh, in the past couple of days uh, you know the real resistance and you know it, it, the, the brave thing would be to you know to come here and to see it and to see these people uh, you know despite their fears uh, carrying on uh, rather than to be in Moscow, the place that is unleashing uh, hell upon this country every single day
0: tucker carlson uh, says he requested an interview with president Zelensky. do you believe him joe uh
1: yeah i mean perhaps uh but you know he's mocked Zelensky. uh you know so nastily and i think now that he's you know been in moscow i mean he would be a security threat here you know what kind of information would he reveal you'd have to blindfold him bring him to kiev uh (laughs) and i think you know as i've really been thinking about you know what is tucker doing does he really believe this and from my experience, Bob, uh, in the world of Fox News, but I think it's the world of media. It could be media in general. When you, when anyone who becomes powerful, uh, you know, the, the, the foundation of what Tucker is saying makes sense. You know, we should be questioning the government always. That That's what media should be doing. We should question narratives. In fact, you know, one thing, I mean, I think it's very important to question, for example, Chancellor Schultz in Germany or to question the White House, uh, you know, when they say they support Ukraine do they really support Ukraine uh, we should be investigating things in Washington uh, you know it, it seems that our national security advisor uh, Jake Sullivan you know he is in charge of Ukraine Ukraine policy uh, to whom is he accountable is he accountable to Joe Biden or is he just running the policy himself and who is this guy uh, and, and and you know they say they support Ukraine but they won't send the weapons here so I agree uh, I think with you know audience the audience of Tucker Carlson that we need to be skeptical And ask questions. Uh, But then I think what happens is, you know, you as you start to ask questions, you 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 sort of build up narratives and you build up an audience and then you become afraid of losing that audience. Uh, and, And, you know, you know, Americans going back. There was a Harvard historian in the 1960s that wrote a book called The Paranoid Style in American Politics and on the left and the right we sort of you know i mean we have a puritan streak in our country right i mean you know the puritans were burning witches and, you know so we have freedom but we also have this paranoia uh and we have to be aware of that as americans so we don't fall into it and at you know certainly there there's you know i think we have a lot of wounds and trauma in our politics i mean this is why we see robert f kennedy you know who comes from a traumatized family his uncle was 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 killed um you know i so we can understand the questioning of the system uh, but we have to make sure that we, we we keep questioning in a way that that is based in facts, and that can, those facts can only be found in conversation and by visiting places. And so, you know, going to meet Moscow, what, going to Moscow, what are you what are you going to see there? You know, uh, there's no war there. You'll you'll actually see the Potemkin Village. You'll see a place that denies war. Uh, and so I don't. So I think Tucker has gotten caught up in this frenzy. Probably, you know, maybe he wakes woke up at 3 a.m. in the Moscow hotel room saying, "What what am I doing?" <laughs> uh, I hope so. Uh, but but for anyone watching that, I mean, you know, we, like the, 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 the real story is of not of the elites, not of the Putins or the Bidens or even President Zelensky. The real story is of regular human beings standing up to tyranny as they're doing every single day in this country.
0: Joseph Lindsley in Kiev, you always give us uh, a lot to think about. We appreciate that. Thank you. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Thank you, Bob. Till tomorrow.